Welcome to Funding Quest, where our quest is to help you find the best funding for your business. Today, I'm excited to have as our guest Sally Wetton. Sally Wetton is the owner and founder of Sally Wetton Photography. And today is a special episode. This is a business case study that we're doing on Sally Wetton Photography. I thought it'd be very valuable for our audience to hear how she started her business very broad, getting every customer type that she could and doing every type of photography that, that she could to generate that business. But uh, she'll share with us the journey she went through where she started being everything for everybody and learned that she actually can increase her happiness and her uh, satisfaction she gets from her work while also growing her profitability and her business by actually reducing and niching down to be much more specific and selective in the work that she offers. So anyway, without further ado, I'm going to look forward to our interview here with Sally Wetton of Sally Wetton Photography. Welcome to Funding Quest. We are excited today to have Sally Wetton with us for a special case study. Sally is the uh, founder and owner of Sally Wetton Photography. And as I learned from her, some lessons that she's learned as she's started and grown this business, she's gone through this process of of starting out offering everything for everybody and then finding that that wasn't working so well. And, and as she went through the process of niching down, uh, she found that that really increased the satisfaction that, uh, that you have in your work and your profitability. And I thought, I thought it was fascinating. And I think it's, it's a, a case study that our audience, I think, will, will find very interesting and enlightening as well. And, and so I really appreciate you, Sally, taking the time to come and, and share your experience with us and, uh, and, and, and what you've learned. So, so thank you. Yes, you're welcome. I'm really excited to be here. Wonderful. All right. Well, let's go ahead. I'll turn the time over to you here. I guess the back beginnings of my business, I started out many years ago as a mom with young kids, and I wanted to take good pictures of them for putting on the walls, putting in scrapbooks. And my point-and-shoot camera wasn't quite cutting it, so I got the next step up was a, a DSLR and realized that that wasn't taking any better pictures because the camera had the capability, but I had to tell the camera what to do, and I didn't know how to do that. So that began a journey of education and learning how to use my camera, how to light the subject, and realized that I really love taking pictures of people. And then, of course, the more that you take cute pictures of your kids, your friends see them and want you to take pictures of their kids, and then that's how I started taking pictures of other people. Then, a couple years in, our family hit some financial stress and we decided I needed to contribute income for our family. And it just was natural to kind of segue what I was already doing as a hobby and start charging a little bit for it. And that was able to bring some money in. And it, it grew to the point where 2015, I realized I wanted this to be a full-fledged business. So it became a legitimate LLC, opened my business accounts, you know, got insurance, started paying taxes and all that, and established a studio in my home. 
and it was perfect because we had an extra room so I created this home studio while the kids were at school clients could come and it was perfect until COVID-19 pandemic hit and then we had to school at home so with that having kids at home and clients coming into my home wasn't working anymore and very fortunately the space opened up in the building and I was able to establish a commercial space and that's been great so Uh that's where we are today excellent (laughs) okay well so thank you for that background you shared how you learned so tell us about that how how you started and then what you've learned and so I have narrowed it down to four key things I think have helped contribute to a successful business and an overarching theme is uh, really narrowing down who I'm serving, which might seem opposite of what you want to do in a business. But as we talk about these things, it'll be clear how that has been a good thing for me. So I wanted to just talk about creating a niche, which is who you're selling to, who you're helping with your business, marketing and advertising, a client experience, building your reputation that way, and then continuing personal business development. So when I started my business, I was a lot of word of mouth that I needed more clients. <laughs> so I ran a Groupon and that was a way to really bring in clients and I was serving everybody and anybody doing anything. So I had weddings to photograph. I had birthday parties. I had um, babies. I had high school seniors. I had, you know, just everything. And doing that, I quickly realized what I did not like doing and what I really loved doing. And so I also realized that financially I needed to be able to charge more than what I was charging through Groupon. And so I learned about creating it and the term that is in the photography community is an ideal client. So you could say ideal client or target market. By establishing who I wanted to serve and not serve, that would help me to know what I was going to be able to offer and do for this client and not do. Right. So let me ask, so when you talk about uh, your niche, right, you mentioned how you started out by doing a whole bunch of different types of photography. And then you learned what you liked and and didn't like so much as far as what product you're offering or service that you're offering. And so you niched that down to to what? What did you end up deciding how you wanted to to focus the scope of what service you offered? So it's been it's a process of creating this person. And so it's a lot of trial and error when you are finding out uh, about who you want to serve. And the reason I think it's important to do that is because as we talk about all of these um, list of things, you're going to see how defining this client affects all of these areas. So it's going to determine your advertising, you know, where you're advertising, how you're advertising, what your message is. It'll determine your branding, who you want to network with, what your social media presence should look like and how you should sound there, who your competition is and isn't and what you will or will not offer or do. So, like I said, I started with everything for everybody, (laughs) which you would think would be great for business. Mm -hmm. But there's 
the issue of when I realized I wasn't making enough money doing charging the low prices that I was charging and heading towards burnout by doing all these things I didn't like doing. When I started narrowing down the services that I offered, I also started to have to market differently to clients who could then pay the prices that I was needing to charge because Mm -hmm. that did exclude a lot of people. I like how you described how you, by focusing on who you wanted to serve, who that customer avatar is or who that, that ideal customer is, then let you say, now, what service am I, do I want to provide to that, that customer? And therefore, how am I going to market to them? How am I going to find them? Or how are they going to find me? Mm-hmm. Right? And that, so that kind of leads us, sounds like, to your second point, which was yeah. marketing and advertising. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, so I wanted to differentiate those terms a little bit. Okay. And just to s- kind of define marketing which is more the process of identifying your customers' needs and determining how you're going to meet those needs. Then advertising is the exercise of promoting your company and your services through a paid channel. So advertising is a part of marketing, um, but marketing is more than just advertising. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about marketing, that includes things like word of mouth, your online presence, whether you have a website or a storefront, a social media presence, Google or other search engines. It could be, you know, Groupon like I did. It could be Yelp, Pinterest. LinkedIn is a great one for a lot of businesses. It also it could involve paid printed ads, whether it's a magazine or mailers or a newspaper, and then also person-to-person, so networking and co-marketing. So that is all... You know, they're all marketing avenues. Right. So what I've learned is that you really need a clear message. And so knowing who you're talking to is going to help you know the problem that this person has. And then I can figure out how I'm going to solve that problem. So that's the message of marketing, right? How I can solve your problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I have, I mentioned doing the Groupon. I've also gone through having paid Google ads where I worked, you know, directly with Google doing paid AdWords. That didn't seem to help me a ton. So I then hired a company to create and run ads for me. And that also I didn't see results from. I'm not sure if I didn't work with them long enough Mm. or if they maybe weren't the right company for me. Then I threw out this the years I've been learning how to do SEO myself, which is search engine optimization of my own website and blogging. And that has actually been a lot more advantageous for me than than paying for someone else. Um, right. And right. that has allowed me to then organically rank on Google. So, of course, you want to be on the first page as much as possible. <laughs> right. Um, for whatever keywords you're choosing. So that, along with social media, have been where my client has found me, along with word of mouth. But um, for social media, for me, what I do is post regularly on my feed, and then I also have paid ads on Instagram and Facebook. So Excellent. And, and so if you can just maybe highlight or summarize how your, your marketing 
or advertising strategies have kind of evolved, right? Mm -hmm. So I think maybe a good example would be networking and co-marketing. So I started out, you know, in my genre, I guess, of photography. I am focusing on motherhood, basically. So maternity, newborns, and babies. So I could go out and, you know, go to a lot of different businesses to try to co-market. But what is advantageous for me is looking at what businesses are serving the same clients I'm serving. So with the subject and with the demographics. So I've looked up 4D sonogram clinics, birthing centers, boutiques, baby boutiques, and all of these I need to make sure in an area of town that my client lives in so that I'm not wasting my time with my marketing efforts. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, it's knowing who my client is just helps me focus in those efforts. So it's co-marketing, but also for social media, I know how to talk to her, you know, what kind of things my client's looking for, what they enjoy seeing, what they're shopping for, what is important to them. So mm-hmm. all of that has helped my marketing. Excellent. Wonderful. One more thing that I have found also over time is it's really imperative not to have all your marketing eggs in one basket. <laughs> because um, when I was running the group on, for example, that was my one and only source of getting clients. So when I decided to cut that off, I suddenly had nothing coming in. And so that's when I realized, okay, I need to branch out. And so that's when I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do SEO on Google. I'm going to run some ads. I'm going to be on social media, you know, and spread things out so that if one source fails, I've got other things right. going. That's excellent. Good wisdom there. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Then the third one I think you said was uh, the client experience. Yes. Tell us about that. Yes. So a client experience can either make or break your business, (laughs) really. And I feel like a key is making it a client experience that's consistent from client to client, so it's repeatable. And really the only way to do that is by creating systems in your business because you're just going to forget things. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. you don't want things to fall through the cracks so that no matter what's happening in your business or personal life, the experience you provide is consistent. So if you have you know, client A come to you and they have this wonderful experience. They go and tell their friend, client B, they come to you and something's going on, you know, in your life or you, for some reason things fall through the cracks and they don't have a great experience. Mm-hmm. The buck stops there. They're not going to go and, and um, tell their friends. So one of the big things that's helped me is having a CRM, which is um, customer relationship management software. Mm-hmm. And in there, I create workflows so that things don't fall through the cracks. So I have set a system set up for when a client inquires initially and then all the way through the end. So I've got an initial response system. I have an onboarding system. I have service completion, you know, all the way through sales system. And then I have the offboarding process and follow through and then a way to then 
keep them um, in contact with me, even after their service is done, so for possible future service. Excellent. Another aspect of the client experience is, uh, and a reason that you want to define who you're serving, is are you going to be more of a high volume service provider or a high touch luxury service provider? When I first started, there was less touch. It was a higher volume, less touch approach. And I thought that would be more profitable. So what I did was I would you know, meet with someone, take their pictures, and that would really be our last personal contact. And then I, on my end, would edit the pictures, load them into an online gallery, send them off, and I would never usually usually never hear back. You know, occasionally I would get a thank you or I got them and they're great, but most of the time it, that was just it. That was not very fulfilling for me <laughs> um, as a creative, you know, person and personable person. So as I realized that I was going to have to start charging more, which meant I was having less clients, I was going to provide more per client and be able to charge more for a better experience. And I realized that that not only was better service for them, but for me was so much more fulfilling because my process now is, you know, we meet together a couple times before the session, we have the photo session, and then we get together again to have an in-person meeting. So they can, now when they're seeing their images for the first time, we're together. So now I see this new mom watching these pictures of her baby or and she's crying <laughs> and because she just loves them so much and I you know we get to share this moment together and so that just fuels my heart and then that translates into my business as well because I can provide more you know it's just a this relationship it's a completely different experience and is more profitable much more profitable financially as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to really know what kind of experience you want to provide. And, you know, that's yeah. how it worked out for me. Yeah. I love that. I like that a lot, how you developed over time this, you, you evolved your customer experience, but it's, it's two sides of a coin. It's also your experience, right? So, so you're able to find a way to evolve your business to where it's much more rewarding and enjoyable to you mm -hmm. as well as providing a, a higher quality product or service to, to, to that niche of customers who can afford it and who appreciate that and value that. Yeah. And it sounded like as we were talking before the interview, you were talking about kind of your customer avatar and what those qualifications are. And you, you looked for those things, you know, they're kind of what, what was your ideal customer would be like and their, you know, their, their age and their family status and their income situation, things like that, you kind of took into consideration of these are generally the type of person that you target and, mm -hmm. and it's great. I think it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's been really interesting because, you know, as you first create this person, you think, well, if I'm more of a luxury service, I want to target people in a certain demographic. And as you go along, you realize that's part of it, but the psychographics are really more important because it's what a person values and where they're willing to put 
their money. So, you know, you might have this client that comes in with this really fancy car and you think, well, they've definitely got money to spend, but they don't really value the photography as much as this, you know, teacher who has had to save up and save up. And Mm. she is wanting to invest in this experience and the product. And so, you know, it's a process Mm -hmm. (laughs) of narrowing this client avatar. Fascinating. Excellent. And then the fourth one, as I recall, is... Yes. So personal and business development on a continuing basis. So as I took, you know, initially took classes to learn how to use my camera, and then I realized I need to take some classes on how to run a business. And then I realized, well, now that I'm niching down, I need to really learn um, how to photograph babies. So, you know, and then it just goes on and on. And I've found that it's, I feel like it's important to continually invest in this development, one, to keep up with times and current practices of, for example, Google, you know, even just recently made some updates. And so you have to relearn how to optimize your website for Google and Instagram and, you know, social media is always changing their algorithms. So you've got to keep up with how to market on social media. New social media platforms keep coming out, you know, so there's always that side of it. But also a new for new cameras coming out, you know, there's a new camera I have my eye on. (laughs) And it's a completely different system. So but also I feel like it maintains enthusiasm for your industry or your craft, you know, you get to meet like minded people, you get to work with them, you make friends, um, and just, you know, sometimes it's not exactly just business related, but something that you're just interested in and mm-hmm. keeps you going. Right. I include in that, you know, listening to podcasts, reading books. It could be taking a course, joining a mastermind, going to a conferences are really great, a convention. For me, I I feel like I if I didn't learn anymore, I could run my business for a while. But there is a certain class that is she you know offers new courses every year and it creatively fuels me so Mm -hmm. i i like doing that because it keeps me enthusiastic about what i'm doing which is really important when you're working with people you know that translates into everything you do so i enjoy doing that and then i have also done some group coaching in the past and while the the subject matter that we learned about was really great for my business. The thing that has lasted from that experience was that we made this group of friends and none of us had known each other before. And now we're like our biggest supporters of each other. And it's been a couple of years, you know, so, so there's a lot of benefits to continuing your development. And it's in my budget now as, you know, a yearly growth. Right. So. Excellent. I love that. Uh, I love how, how your examples show that it's not only technically helping you stay proficient or or increasing your capabilities, but it's also emotionally, uh, you know, motivating and and, uh, keep you excited and on fire and and all that. That's wonderful. Thank you very much. All right. Well, this has been fascinating. I, I love this case study of kind of being able to see your journey and see how you've grown your business and and grown it by niching it down. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. So 
would you mind summarizing perhaps for us any key takeaways you want to share or yes um i feel like it's counterintuitive at first to think i'm going to narrow down who i'm serving and what i'm offering you might think that that will decrease your business decrease your profitability but actually it's the opposite and so as you can see that that spills into everything every aspect of your business so when you can narrow your client you narrow your marketing message your client experience you know and actually grow your business by narrowing down perfect summary it is it's it's a fascinating uh parent contradiction, yeah. but, but it's, it's great. All right. And, and Sally, for those that would like to contact you, what's the best way to do that? The best way is through my website. There's a contact form and it's www.sallywettenphotography.com. And do you mind spelling that out? Sure. <laughs> yes. Sally, S-A-L-L-Y, Wetten, W-H-E-T-T-E-N, photography.com. Okay. Otherwise, you can also find me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Sally Wetton Photography, and you can send me a message. Wonderful. Excellent. And and we'll have links in the show notes as well uh, to, to those as well. So if that's easier to click on those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, thank you so much, Sally. This has been fascinating. really appreciate your time. Thank you. Happy to be here. My key takeaways from our interview today with Sally Wetton was the importance of defining your niche by determining what you really enjoy and where you can really be best at and focusing on that and not trying to provide everything for everybody. Not only is that more profitable in the long run, but it is actually more enjoyable for you, which will help avoid burnout and such. With marketing and advertising, you can't successfully market and advertise your product until you've clearly defined your niche. Not only what product and service you want to offer, but who your target audience is. And then creating a client experience that will create referrals from happy customers and will also create an environment where you enjoy, you get the most satisfaction out of what you provide because you're providing it in a way that fulfills you personally. And then finally, personal and professional development and how important that has been and how rewarding that has been uh, for Sally in developing relationships with other photographers. I hope you took away some great things and were able to apply Sally Wetton's experience with growing her business and niching down her business uh, to into your business. And in the meantime, look forward to having you join us on the future episode of Funding Quest and where our quest is to help you find the best funding for your business.